to the season three finale of the Park to Park podcast, where we don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. And today is the end of season three, so we'll really be trying today. Allie, <laughs> it's Friday. How are you doing on this Friday evening? Hey, CJ, you know what they say, gotta get down on Friday. Wow, I think I might hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, stay in the dark. Yes, you don't want to know. <laughs> I am doing well. We renewed my son's Disney Pass today, and we added on water parks for the upcoming year. So we've got a year of Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach coming our way. Very nice. Sounds yeah. exciting. And shout out to Felix. It's his birthday on Sunday. Woo! Happy Five years birthday. old. Happy yeah. birthday to my favorite nephew. Your also only my nephew. only nephew. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yes. he's my favorite. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Well, like I said, this is the season finale. And if you haven't listened to this season, you should probably go back and listen because we're just going to be recapping our matchups and revealing the winner of this season. Now, Allie, what was this season all about? What was the theme? Uh, it was the e-ticket attractions, high-speed thrills, sudden drops and stops, and a couple of family rides, too. There are e-ticket family rides, so... Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think this was my favorite season so far. What about you? I like to go fast, so... <laughs> this like was your... <laughs> you just don't like to drop. I just don't like to drop. That's cool. <laughs> um, you know, it's really hot out here right now. We have broken the streak for consecutive 100 plus degree days in our area. Woo, go us. Um, so I am just dropping it like it's hot. Okay, well, that was... <laughs> You set yourself up for that, and I'm not sure if it works, so we're just going to move on here. Yeah, um, so the way we set up this season is, you know, we had some matchups that were perfect matchups, like Space Mountain versus Space Mountain, and some that were close enough, like Matterhorn versus Expedition Everest. And what we did was we looked at opening dates for each and every attraction, and we went in order from like oldest attraction to newest one. So our first matchup of the season was Matterhorn versus Expedition Everest. And yes, there's a very long gap between when those rides open, like 50 yeah. years or something like that. But Matterhorn opened in 1959. So that's where, why we started with that one specifically. So Allie, why don't you tell us who the winner was of this matchup? Uh, this one was unanimous, and I, if I recall correctly, it was a pretty handy victory to Expedition Everest. Uh, you don't need to see a chiropractor after riding Expedition Everest where you do on Matterhorn. Or yeah. Matterhorn is the chiropractor, depending on how you, how your back does. You know what? That would be a really good shirt to get, like, Harold the Yeti and, you know, because Harold is the Yeti's name, and call him, like, Dr. Harold Chiropractor or something like that. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still going to stick with Everest. I'm not changing. I love Matterhorn. Listen, let yeah. me just lay this down. I think both of us love all the rides we talked about this season. Like, yes. every Disney ride is a good um, ride. With with um, a couple of exceptions for me, but not for you. So. Right. Um, regardless, they're all good rides. The yeah. general population would agree. Um, so it's not like we absolutely hate these rides that don't win. <laughs> we like all the rides. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is a clear winner for us. Now, the next episode, what was the matchup there? That was uh, Space Battle. We had Space Mountain Magic Kingdom versus Space Mountain Disneyland. Yeah. we. You know, I think we went out of order because didn't Big Thunder open before Space Mountain? I can't You're remember off the top of my head. For this? 
But CJ, I remember for this one, Space Mountain Magic Kingdom opened before Space Mountain Disneyland. Yeah, so that's maybe true. That's that's throwing your brain off a little bit. It might be. And honestly, we had a lot of trip reports this season too, which kind we of did. like mess things up. And we were also waiting for Allie to visit the parks sometimes to get her opinion on something. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, anyway, being open, right? <laughs> um, anyways, so the winner for the Space Mountain matchup again was a unanimous vote here and it was for disneyland and if you have not been on the disneyland version you should definitely go yeah if you dislike the magic kingdom version and think it's lame please don't discount the disneyland version because it is so much better yes all right and we had a legoland trip report we took a little detour so if you are interested in hearing about that check it out yeah. Then we talked about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and this was a really hard decision for both of us. Yeah, especially, you know, this was always my favorite roller coaster as a kid. Um, you know, legends of getting on this ride before I was tall enough to do. You know, it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, so this was this was very difficult. And the other thing that's weird is that it's the same track, just kind of just inverted. So mm-hmm. where you turn right on one, you turn left on the other. So it's always a trip when you're used yes. to one to go on the other. Yes, so. agreed. Uh, but we both came down on the side of Magic Kingdom for this one. And I think yeah. it had to do with the theming and its place in the park, at least for me. Yeah, I think that mine came down to... Um, the scenery so it's a lot more natural around magic kingdom versus at disneyland it's like oh well there's batu and all that so the mexican restaurant yeah yeah and i think that kind of ties back into my concern which is about the placement of the the ride yeah yeah and you know i think it's one of those things where walt disney world just has the blessing of space they can go put big thunder out in the wilderness and disneyland really can't but not the blessing of Space Mountain, because that Correct. ride is not great at Magic <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> That's right. So after that, we had a trip, refor- a trip report from Johnny J from the DMSW podcast, good friend of the show. Make sure you go listen to that trip report and check mm-hmm. out his podcast. And the next episode was like your favorite one, I think. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we talk about in this episode? We talked about so much in this episode. So first of all, we went and talked about Star Tours. Um, And there we decided that Hollywood Studios was the winner. Just for me, a lot of that is the queue. Like, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. For me, it was a combination of the queue and the fact that there is more, like, a bigger capacity. Mm -hmm. There's more uh, star speeders. We also talked about the Star Wars launch bay, where Hollywood Studios was the winner by default, because that's the only place that it's still open. (laughs) Then it was Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Rise of the Resistance. On both of those, we ended up on the Disneyland side. Yes. And then we did compare Galaxy's Edge to Galaxy's Edge. I had a strong opinion about which one is better. Allie did not. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I'm honestly, I'm just happy to be surrounded by Star Wars. So. Yeah, and for me, it has to do with um, the fact that you can see the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Like, that's a really unique experience. Um, and there's three entrances into the land versus at yeah. Hollywood Studios, there's only two. 
A quick note on Star Wars, uh, something for us to talk about in a future episode. My husband recently had a birthday, and for his birthday, I said, at our Disneyland trip, you get to build a lightsaber. Oh, so, cool. Have uh, you ever done I, that before with anybody? No, it's $220. <laughs> I went once with a friend uh, who was in town who asked me to go with him. So I have been, you have not, and I'm curious what you think of it. Yeah, and I'm considering asking Louis if he would be a guest to discuss his experience because he is the biggest Star Wars nerd that I know. So. Okay, well, there you go. How are you going to get that lightsaber home on the plane? Just wondering. Carry on. <laughs> they allow that in carry-ons? I hope so. I would research that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what their policy is on carrying on lightsabers. Uh, Does TSA carry allow lightsabers? Lightsaber. <laughs> This is good information. Ah, TSA allows lightsabers in both carry-on and checked baggages without any restrictions, but whenever possible, it's best to pack them in hand baggage to avoid possible damage. Oh, also, I just highly recommend this if you have a question on anything that you're packing at TSA. So, TSA, you can search their website, and just search an item and say, can I bring this? And it'll say carry-on bags, yes or no, checked bags, yes or no. Lightsaber oh. is its own entry on the TSA.gov website, <laughs> and this says, Sadly, the technology doesn't currently exist to create a real lightsaber. However, you can pack a toy lightsaber in your carry-on or checked bag. May the force be with you. Oh, that's cool. I would put it in carry-on because I don't trust the people going through the bags. You know, they might take it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It will be or like chuck it around and, and break it, you know, it's just... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing, like, we're flying out of Orange County. I'm sure they see 100 lightsabers a day. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, next episode we talked about Splash Mountain. Um, you know, I managed to go on it at Magic Kingdom before it closed. You managed to go on it at Disneyland before it closed. And we both landed on the side of Magic Kingdom for this one. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I, for me, it's partial location thing. But also, like, there were so many more animatronics in the Disney or in the Disney World version, and the Disneyland animatronics are old and they are so sad looking. Well, now they're gone, so <laughs> they were old and sad looking, and now <laughs> they're recycled. Hopefully, maybe <laughs> sent to the archives. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. But next up. Next, we went and saw the doctors, Dr. Jones and Dr. Seeker, that is. We talked about Indiana Jones versus Dinosaur. Uh, this was interesting because the like track layout is exactly the same. The ride vehicles are exactly the same. But ultimately, we both said Indiana Jones is the winner for this. Yeah, and really, I, I really like both the attractions. And one thing I appreciate about Dinosaur is that there's hardly ever a line. So, like, unless it's the middle of the day, but you can go, like, first thing and walk on for the first couple hours, or, like, at the end of the day, you can walk on pretty yeah. easily. So you can get a thrill without investing a lot of time in line. Yeah, and I think another point, I don't know if we made this point, maybe we did, but it seems to me that every time I go on Dinosaur, when I'm getting off the ride, there's a child screaming in terror. And just <laughs> sobbing, miserable, because the ride was too scary. And you don't really get that with Indiana Jones. So that's another point yeah. in Indiana Jones's favor. But remember, there's a height requirement difference. So you're going to get, for the most part, an older set of kids going on Indiana Jones. Like, my kid is tall enough for Dinosaur, but not for Indiana Jones. That's so weird. 
Yeah, and we talked about that on the episode. It had to do with the fact that, like, they kind of toned down Dinosaur to line up with the movie that they were releasing. So since they thought, like, the content was toned down a little bit, it would be okay for younger kids. (laughs) Yeah. Go listen to the episode for the full details on that one. That was episode eight, I believe, of the season. Yes. Yeah. So after that, we had a planned Disney panelist on our show, Elaine. She's super sweet, and I really want to be her when I grow up, basically. (laughs) We've hung out in the parks before, and she's really fun. She's a lot of fun. Um, And then after that, we had Miles from Main Street with a trip report, and they're a good friend of the show. So go check out Mm -hmm. their podcast, Miles from Main Street. And they've had some really cool special guests recently as well. So go check them out. Then Allie went to Florida. And stayed in Florida for a long time. We had two episodes of trip reports from Walt Disney World and SeaWorld and uh, Run Disney, Universal and Run Disney. So there's a lot of trip reports. And Tron. Yes, we talked about Tron. Then Allie went to Disneyland. So she had another trip report. And she came back to Florida for for Mouse Adventure. So if you're curious what Mouse Adventure is, you're going to want to check out um, episode 13. Yes. Uh, my life has been chaotic. I've been traveling yes. so much. Um, yes. Yeah. Everybody's getting married now, so I have to go for all these weddings. Oh, woe is me. I get to travel. Oh, woe is me. Okay. Uh, what was our next episode after your trip reports? Next, we had my least favorite episode of the season, uh, Tower of Terror, Mission Breakout, and Cosmic Rewind. Although I'd like to point out, you don't have a problem with Cosmic Rewind. I don't have a problem with Cosmic Rewind. I quite enjoyed Cosmic Rewind. I would like to write it again and not have to listen to September. (laughs) Yeah. So which way did we vote on this one? And we do have a little... uh, Update. Not necessarily a correction, but an update. Yeah, so for we had a couple of different showdowns on this one. Our first one was Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios versus Tower of Terror at California Adventure in its Twilight Zone form and not in its Mission Breakout form. And we both came down on the side of Hollywood Studios being the winner. And CJ was doing a little bit of research in this because something that I brought up in this episode was um, for the original iteration of Hollywood Studios was the safety restraint situation it's seatbelts now right yes it's seatbelts you know they you click it and you're locked in and it like snaps down to your waist they make you raise your hand so you can't hold slack on the yellow strap yeah yeah and um but it wasn't always seatbelts it used to be a safety bar and we thought well cj thought that the case was that it was one safety bar one lap bar per person but cj today found some old footage and you can clearly see that it is not one lap bar per person it is one lap bar per row like i said it was which is terrifying okay imagine you are a 40 inch height requirement at four years old my child can go on this ride okay don't take him on this ride right imagine a little four-year-old skinny body this kid weighs like 40 pounds next to a 200 pound person like this kid is gonna go flying out of the sea like i don't see i don't understand how that's safe and how that got approved fortunately it is now seatbelt so and i still have not taken my child on that one i don't think he's ready i think it would scar him i really think think it would scare him i think he needs to get to a point where he says can i go on that ride 
versus you being yeah. like, come on, let's go on this ride. You're well, going you know it. what? You know. We go to Magic Kingdom and he sees Tron and he gets upset that he can't go on it. Oh, he says, I want to go. I want to go. No, it's like a 48 inch height requirement or something. It's the tallest one in the park. Oh, well, I don't yeah. know that. <laughs> so he wants to go on it really bad because he can see it, but yeah. he can't go on it yet. I'm thinking about, he's probably close to the Cosmic Rewind is 42. I'm pretty sure he's at least 41 and a half, maybe 42. So I don't know. Mom doesn't want me to take him on it yet, but I think he'd have fun. He likes he's got a ways to go for Tron. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, at least another six inches. Poor kid. He's going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even want to take him on Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom because of the way the seats are arranged. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. He did Space Mountain at Disneyland because that height requirement is lower than here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And he was smiling in the picture and high-fived me afterwards. And then we, we rider swapped so Devin could go. And he fell to the floor because he didn't want to go again. Aww. So, like, I don't think he didn't like it. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think he's just like, I just went on this. I don't need to go on it again. Like, I saw this. Let's move on to something yeah. else. Yeah. Different mentality when you're an adult. And you're like, yeah, let's go on it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll be going. We'll be going back to Disneyland in January. So I'm gonna try him on that one again. See how it goes. All right. Anyways, so back to Tower of Terror. <laughs> Our next showdown for this was Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios versus Mission Breakout at California Adventure. And you talked me into agreeing with you that it that Hollywood Studios was the winner. <laughs> <laughs> but. Our final but matchup this season, or this our episode. Final, our final matchup was Mission Breakout versus Cosmic Rewind. And is this the first one where we disagreed? I think, I think it was. It is. Yeah. yeah, this is the first one where we disagreed. CJ said Mission Breakout, and I said Cosmic Me. I said Cosmic Rewind because I won't go on Mission Breakout, but <laughs> I love Cosmic Rewind. That seems like a bit of a cop-out. <laughs> Look. Look, it's not my fault that that ride is terrifying and my actual worst nightmare, so... Okay, moving away from terrifying worst nightmares onto something a little bit more friendly, we went to some family rides, the family coasters like Goofy's Barnstormer, uh, Gadget's Go Coaster, which I keep forgetting its current name, uh, Goofy Sky School, Slinky Dog Dash, and Seven Doors Mine Train. So we did um, a variety... It's Chippendale's yes. Gadget Coaster now. Chippendale's Gadget Coaster. Thank you. I'm going to have to get used to that. So we did a variety of different matchups here. We did Goofy's Barnstormer versus Chippendale's Gadget Coaster. And we were split on this. Allie, you went with Barnstormer and I went with the Go Coaster. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's close for me. Yeah. Um, Then we did Barnstormer versus Goofy's Sky School. And we both went with Goofy's Sky School at DCA. And then we did overall family coasters between Disneyland and Walt Disney World, looking at the lineup of uh, Barnstormer, Go Coaster, Goofy Sky School, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Slinky Dog Dash. So Allie chose Disneyland for having the better family coasters, and I chose Walt yeah. Disney World. Yeah, for me, for that, it was Disneyland has more. So Disneyland doesn't have more. Uh, yeah, it does. Goofy Sky School. Goofy Sky School. Oh. Yeah. 
I'm crazy. Maybe it's maybe it was the better spread then. Must have That's been the funny. better spread. Yeah, because like one in each park versus yeah. like I think you were saying like Animal Kingdom. There's no family coaster really. Yeah, but for me, it had to do with like the which which coast had a better progression of family rides. Like I feel like Barnstormer yeah. is a good introduction, and then Subdorms Mine Train steps it up a little, and Slinky Dog Dash is like pretty thrilling for a family coaster. Yeah. So for me, it was like a nice progression to ease you into or ease a little kid into bigger rides. Um, whereas at Disneyland, we don't really see that progression. So then our final matchup for that episode was we ranked the coasters from the worst to the best. And I hesitate to say the worst because there's, like I said, there's no real bad ride, but yeah. we both agreed Slinky Dog Dash was the best family coaster out of all the options. Oh, by far. That yeah. is such a fun ride. It is so fun. Yeah. All right. Our next matchup. Next, we went for a lovely drive on Radiator Springs Racers and Test Track. And you, I think, were, you were pretty torn on this, but ultimately I, I swayed you into Radiator Springs Racers based on theming. Yes, more immersive theming for sure. Yeah. yeah. So then we went to Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom and Grizzly River Run at California Adventure, and we both agreed that Grizzly River Run was better, and I think it's for similar reasons. Yeah, it's Grizzly is longer and it's a little bit more intense um, mm -hmm. versus Kali is a little bit more casual and they could have done more and they didn't. Yeah. But the one thing I do like about Cali River Rapids is they've got two separate height requirements. And if you're on the lower end, you can still ride it. You just have to have like an extra bar over your lap. So I think that's kind of unique and maybe California Adventure could do something similar. Yeah. If they, you know, completely revamp their... <laughs> to include the extra restraint. <laughs> right. So our next matchup, Allie. Uh, next, we did the Incredicoaster versus Rock and Roller Coaster. And we agreed on this one that of the rides that are currently open, Rock and Roller Coaster is the winner. However, if it was still OG California Screamin', that would be the winner. Right. Yes, absolutely. I love that ride so much. I, I yeah. miss California Screaming. Yeah, which I, I just want to say that that really speaks to how theming can change a ride. Because yes. the track did not change. It's just that the theming did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Some people are like, I don't want to go to Disney because I can do roller coasters here. But it's like, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. You should go to Disney because it's, like, an immersive experience. Anyways, so the final episode this season was Soarin' Over California versus Soarin' Around the World versus Flight of Passage. And how we did this was we ranked them from favorite to least favorite, and we both agreed Soarin' Over California was the best of the flying attractions. Yes. Yeah. And Soarin' Around the World can go live in the trash where it belongs. Oh, ouch. That hurts. See, I think it's okay for Epcot, though. I think it's fine for Epcot. Yeah, it can it can stay in Epcot if they redo the movie with 75% less CGI. Yes. And then it'll yes. be fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, the CGI does make a difference for sure. Yeah. So before we get into the final tally, let's explain how we did this. Um, so each... 
each time one of us voted for an attraction, basically that coast got a point. So like the first one, we both decided Everest was the winner. So Walt Disney World got two points. The next one, we decided Space Mountain at Disneyland was a winner. So Disneyland got two points. Um, there are a couple things we did not include in the tally. Uh, we did do a comparison of Galaxy's Edge overall. So we did not include that. Um, we did for Soren. We included Soren over California in the rankings because it does come back to California Adventure during the Food and Wine Festival that they have. So it comes back periodically, so we counted it. We did not count Screamin' because California Screamin' does not come back. It just stays in Credit Coaster the whole time. Um, I know within the episodes that where the rides have special editions, like... Space Mountain had Rock and Space Mountain and Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain. Um, and then California Screamin' also had Rock and California Screamin'. We didn't count any of those special yeah. editions. So, And um, on the family rides, when we did our ranking of worst to best, we gave points to Slinky Dog Dash for being our number one. Yes. So it caught one point apiece because each of us put that as our number one. Yeah. So that being said, drum roll. <laughs> winner is Allie you want to share uh it was very very close closer than I expected uh Walt Disney World ended up with 21 and Disneyland ended up with 19 and in looking over this I would actually like to contest this a little bit okay because looking at the Star Wars episode the launch bay Hollywood Studios got two points by default because it's the only one that's still open. So I would like to contest those two points and call it a tie. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with calling it a tie. So we're gonna just undo that from our little Google Doc here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's a tie, technically. Yep. Which means I... we, we said when we had Elaine on the show, we said we would use her votes as a tie. Oh, we did say that, didn't we? We did. She's a, oh, as a tiebreaker. No. Yeah. I have to go find that Google Doc. And we do. So oh, please hold as we locate the Google Doc. And Elaine, yeah. thank you for coming on our show to be our tiebreaker. Let me just say that Elaine did not do comparisons for some of the rides at Disneyland she has not been on. So not every comparison is included. So Allie, you're going to have to specify which ones she did. All right. Well, I think we didn't ask her on the ones that she hasn't been on. I think Correct. she said, let's not answer those at all. Yes. So uh, go ahead and start adding our totals. So CJ, first one, we asked her Everest versus Matterhorn. So and she said Everest. She agreed she with us. Everest. So add another point to Disney World. All right. Space Mountains, she gave that to Disneyland. So add another point to Disneyland. We are tied again. Big Thunder, she said Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland pulls ahead. All right, Star Wars Experiences. Galaxy's Edge, she gave it to Hollywood Studios. I'm not going to count that because we didn't count it for us. Okay. Like the overall land. Yeah. Star Tours, she gave it to Hollywood Studios. We are tied again. Splash Mountain went to Magic Kingdom. Okay. Dis uh, 
Disneyland. Dinosaur versus Indiana Jones went to Indiana Jones. Okay. Uh, Test Track versus Radiator Springs Racers went to Racers. All right. And Soren versus Flight of Passage went to Flight of Passage. We have a problem, people. We tied again, 23 to 23. So I think that means you need to include her Galaxy's Edge vote to Hollywood Studios. Does that mean we include our vote? No, or my vote? Just tie us again. Oh, you're right. Well, I don't think it's fair to include hers, but not ours. Unless you decide which one you like better, because you didn't really have an opinion. No, I didn't really have an opinion, because any Star Star Wars is better than not Star Wars. Okay, but you could say the same thing about Space Mountain and Big Thunder and Splash Mountain. Oh, gosh. This is a problem, <laughs> CJ. I know. I know. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I... I... I just went back and listened to this because this is the one thing from that episode that we didn't like take notes in the Google Doc. Um, so I just listened to our comparison on that. And I think that is actually skewing me towards Disneyland on that. So so that means Walt Disney World gets one point and Disneyland gets two points. So in the closest <laughs> we have ever been... <laughs> Disney World gets 24 and Disneyland gets 25. Just barely. I am really shocked, honestly. This is this has been chaotic. And honestly, yeah. you could even argue that Disney World gets more gets another point for the, the two that I took off. For the yeah. closed attraction. We can't like we can't count the closed attraction. Like, no. No. <laughs> That's not fair. Wow. This so, is very close. I guess. I guess, honestly, we'll say that the real winners are the park guests. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, whichever coast you go to, you're going to get some really good e-tickets. Yeah. Honestly, I think it being this close proves that. Yeah. Man, I'm just really surprised. I thought for sure at the beginning of this that Disney World was going to win because I feel like the thrill rides that are there are more thrilling overall. Yes. Um, but when we do this matchup like this, like, they're pretty close. Yeah. Surprisingly close. And I would agree that they are more thrilling overall at Disney World than they are at Disneyland. But, like, that doesn't stop Magic Kingdom Space Mountain from being worse than Disneyland Space Mountain. <laughs> like, true. True. It's about quality of each yeah. individual ride, not necessarily, yeah. like, spread or quantity. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow, that was a nail-biter of a finale there. This has been really interesting, especially because I sprung that two-point, like, veto on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think um, we need to talk about next season before we sign I off here. I think so, too. And we just nailed it down, like, five minutes before we started recording this episode. So. Yeah, so basically, at the after we finished our previous episode, I went through the Walt Disney World and Disneyland websites and wrote down every single attraction that we have not talked about, including things like the bakery tour at DCA, <laughs> like literally anything. I have to add that to my list of things to do at California Adventure when I go well, in November. You're welcome. I'm doing that now. Um, 
So I wrote down every single attraction, and then I what I did was I went through and tried to make matchups with what was left. Um, and then looking at those matchups, we're sorting it like by topic, basically. So like, there's a very clear segment that's like parades and festivals and holiday stuff um, and shows. And then there's like the one that's emerging to us is the next thing we need to do is attractions based on intellectual property or IPs that we have not already talked about. So for example, Toy Story Midway Mania at DCA versus Toy Story Mania at Hollywood Studios. They're very similar rides, but the context in which they exist is different. The queue is different, different. all that kind of stuff. Um, so just, we're going to be doing the IP season. We don't have a clever name for it yet. <laughs> season I'm four. i the IP season, but CJ doesn't like The IP season. Okay. I, you know, I could get on board with that perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, some of the IPs we'll be talking about. Toy Story, Frozen, the Mickey and Minnie Cinematic Universe, <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> Little Mermaid, that kind of stuff. So, that's the real MCU is the Mickey Cinematic Universe. Yes, there are a lot of characters within the Mickey Cinematic Universe. Um, yeah, we're still kind of uh, nailing some details down, but that's what's emerging basically is our next season. Yeah. And I still think we're eventually going to do a Society of Explorers and Adventurers season. The I don't season. See a season. I don't see how we couldn't do it at this point. We, we talked yeah. about it so much. Uh, maybe maybe I can get over to Tokyo Disney and I don't know when I would do that or how I would afford to, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's actually on both of our bucket lists. Listen, it's actually pretty affordable. Like I priced out a trip and Devin was shocked at how affordable it is. Okay, but then I also have to get to Japan. I'm just saying price it out compared to like staying in a Disney World resort and you might be surprised. Including I still the flight. have to get to Japan. <laughs> I'm just saying. You should, I'm just saying, you should price like, it up. I can fly to Florida and back for $200, but I, I can't fly to Japan and back for that cheap, so... Want to bet? Want to bet? <laughs> I don't... If you can find me a flight to Japan from the Austin airport for $200 round trip, I will book it today. Kayak.com. Find cheap flights from Austin to Tokyo from $360. I said one way. Uh, okay, well, you know 200 is not going to happen. Come on, then, come on, come then on. Tokyo's not gonna <laughs> Tokyo is not going to happen. <laughs> I think we need to wrap this up before we go off the rails here. Okay, we're so. off the rails. This has we're been. We're on the runaway railway. <laughs> we are. This has been season three finale of the Park to Park podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Park to Park Pod with the number two. We are on, I don't know, YouTube, Park to Park Podcast with the number two. You can email us, parktoparkpod at gmail.com. Um, I'd like to thank our special guests we have on this season. We had quite a few special guests, so yeah. thank you for coming. And if you're interested in being a special guest to talk about your first visit to either coast or your first visit in a long time to either coast, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you and get your opinion on stuff. Also, we need to give a thank you to our audio tech support, your friend oh, yes. us. Yes, thank you to Julian for the tech support, because <laughs> yeah. we really I struggled. Learned, yeah, I learned so much, and I, you know what, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know that my microphone still doesn't go to 100% when I plug it in, <laughs> so I check it every time now, and it works. Wow, look at you. 
All right. I learned. Thanks, Julian. <laughs> our teacher, our friend, our audio yeah. tech. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, yes. Tell your friends and enemies about the podcast, but don't tell them if they're a friend or an enemy. Smash that subscribe button, ding the bell on YouTube, and tell us which one's prettier when you watch us on YouTube. I thought we were past that, CJ. And we're never past it. We haven't brought it up in so long. I thought we were I know. past it. I know. I had to bring it up. <laughs> okay, that's it for season three. We'll see you for season four soon. Yeah, thanks everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye.